Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Episode 20. Title is Ripple 2020, The Surface Layer. The date It is currently Sunday, January 3rd, 2020, here in Sarasota, Florida, at 10.52 a.m. This recording is approximately three months behind schedule. Originally, I had intended to start the second series of the podcast, with 10 episodes, each one going into a specific hour-long detailed aspect of the project of mine called Ripple 2020 that was originally titled Evolt eight years ago when I first launched my vision via my company of me. Today, I am a bit more than a bit nervous, but I know now that after a almost three months diversion, digression, sidetrack, I know it was needed. I know it was necessary. A lot of the feelings that caused me to you know, to digress and to distract myself a bit from my plan, a lot of those feelings are still present within me. But I know that I now must have the courage to push through and start this next series. And that is what I'm doing today. Before I go into what I'm referring to as the surface layer of Ripple 2020, I want to revisit each of the 10 identified aspects of this project. I also want to, I don't, remind listeners, that this is very much a blend of a lot of my, it's a blend of the past eight years. This project, my work in general, it's a blend of my skill sets, some that are more practiced than others. And this one in particular has a very strong, what I would generally classify as an artistic aspect to it. Shortly, sometime this summer, I actually can't remember if it was, I actually think it was in the month of June before the podcast was launched. I sat down and I just made notations on three by five note cards. Most of them were not just one word. Most of them were short phrases. Some of them were a little bit longer than that. And it was very 
in the moment without overthinking. I made a list of just sat there, everything that came to mind when I felt like, okay, that's enough for this card. Let's move on to the next card. Didn't even know how many cards I was going to fill out. And I've done this throughout my past eight years where I've had these sort of creative short spurts of what I guess you could call it creative inspiration of where a particular aspect of my work or a particular project, it's almost like a roadmap that my higher self is providing for my personality, for my egoic self to follow. And the trick is to trust the roadmap, which is hard to do at first and still a bit challenging for me because it's basically trusting something that goes counterintuitive to how we've been trained, especially if you're highly educated, overachieving type A personality such as myself, perfectionist. You know, you don't like to, you need to, you know, you prefer to have everything planned out and controlled and scripted. And this is not that. And what I've done, I I haven't actually put many of these examples together yet. This will be one of the first ones of this. Me following that higher guidance, utilizing these note cards as a roadmap for these next 10 episodes in which I'm going to attempt to further explain Ripple 2020. And I've said before, but it bears repeating, and likely I'll repeat it in each episode at least once. This is not something I can fully explain with words. This is simply my expression through my physical being of what I perceive to be a higher spiritual calling in my remembrance and acceptance of the overall greater truth that I believe is true for all of us, which is our souls came here in these bodies, in these vessels, in these personalities at this time on this planet for much higher reasons, bigger purposes, literally seeing the entire planet as one giant team and each of us having a unique role to play. And to me, it makes perfect sense that part of remembering and seeing and feeling what that role may be and actually having a part in co-creating the specifics of it is acknowledging that everything from your past, everything that has happened that you label as positive or negative, good or bad, has gotten you exactly where you are today for all of the, it's all part of this higher purpose. All the lessons you've learned, all the people with whom you've crossed paths, And perhaps most notably is where you are today in the present moment. Not judging what part of society you fall under, not judging your career or lack of career, not judging, judging any of it, not judging any of it, but accepting that part of the remembering is to trust, believe first, and to trust that you are exactly where you're intended to be. And to seek 
the higher energy's guidance for clarity and to feel through your heart center what it could possibly be. Why are you right where you are in your world right now? And how can you serve the greater human team from love as opposed to fear, from oneness as opposed to separateness? This is, in fact, living spirituality. And as such, I've said before, you cannot, you cannot put that of the higher energy, whether you call it the universe, the cosmos, the light, source, God, it's all the same thing. It's referencing the same, bigger than us, all that is essence. You cannot describe that essence with words alone. In our human capacities, we can't even live that full essence as our human selves. I mean, I don't think we can unless you start like Jesus walking on water. Then maybe you're living the full essence and expression of God. But until we're all walking on water... My perspective is that we are in tremendous humility as these human beings, but also simultaneously remembering that that energy of this higher expression, God, the energy of God, the energy of light, the energy of the universe is within us. We are an expression of that and trying to connect to that And then, by extension, connecting to others across the entire planet who are also consciously aware and doing the work to connect to that spirituality, to that God within, and then to go out into the world and co-create from that perspective. That is what Ripple 2020 is for me. This is me trying my best, working and doing my best to assemble the best of my skill sets, the best of my visions, the best of my imagination, the best of my experiences that have led me to this point, the best of the people and places that I have visited and exchanged experiences and shared experiences with, and attempting to present something that is plausible and doable, meeting the world where it is right now in this moment, but very much having the intention and the vision for this to be a stepping stone to a much more expanded, very different version of reality. But as I've, as I've also mentioned many times before, much like a coach and a teacher has to do, You have to meet the world where it's at. You have to meet your students, your players. You have to meet them where they're at and guide them to the different higher place they're intending to go. And that can only happen with their conscious participation. This is not about debating. This is not about convincing. This is not about forcing. This is simply presenting the best that I can possibly come together to present right now in my life in an effort 
to play whatever role spirit has for me planned on the great human team. Now, with that said, I want to go through each of the 10 aspects that I identified. Now, even this has a layer of that artistic process that I explained just a few minutes ago. Because back eight years ago, I identified one of the ways that I was brainstorming my journey at that point. I I was kind of imagining, and I kind of called my imaginary world, peace world. And I sort of imagined, okay, if I was president of peace world, you know, and, and, and essentially I was looking at this simply throughout, through my own life, president of my own life and encouraging everybody to try to imagine it that way, because that really is the only thing any of us can be fully in charge of. And quite honestly, it's the only thing that we want to be in charge of. We don't want a world where people are in charge of others. We want a world where everybody has remembered the power to self-govern and to self-guide through their heart center to the energy that's beyond any human being and certainly beyond any system within which human beings have created these power structures and hierarchies. That is not serving the greater good And I will maintain that those systems have given us that evidence time and time and time and time again over the past, not just decades, but centuries through every aspect of our society. If you want to continue to choose to not see that, that's fine. That's your choice. That's the fantastic part of being a human being. Well, it can be fantastic. It also can be maddening. To, to recognize that we each have free will and that you are making a choice. Whether you know it or not, we are each making choices all the time, subconsciously and consciously. And so I, I listed all of these aspects of peace world. Like what are the main systems, if you will, of our world? Like what are the systems that we are all existing within at the highest level. And that I made this list almost eight years ago. And then I'm combining that with these note cards that I took notes on just this past June. And what I did was I identified two note cards, writings on two note cards for each of these 10 general aspects of, at that time, I was calling it Peace World. Right now, I'm calling these aspects, they are the 10 aspects of my project called Ripple 2020. So I'm going to go through the 10 aspects, and then I'm going to dive into, for the rest of today's episode, the surface layer. And each of these represent a different layer, a different dimension of the project. And I've laid them out in a very particular order for a very particular reason. There may be a switch down in the 8, 9, 10 area. I may switch the order of these, the aspects and how I'm going to list them. But these first six, seven are definitely not moving. And I listed them in order of, I guess I can call it energetic potential. 
depth of, oh gosh, it's really challenging to put words to it. I mean, the surface level, if that, if that shows any, any indication, is just that. Like what it is on the surface. The simplest, you know, least complex, but also, I would argue, doesn't have the richness as you go deeper, nor does it have the potential of the intended effect of this project, which is, by virtue of its name, a ripple effect, a ripple effect of spreading this love and oneness and connectivity and trying to be a part of co-creating and recreating a new system of interaction between humans, one based in love, not one based in fear. And each layer goes deeper, but they all interconnect and they're all important. So first week, this week, the surface layer. Next week, we will go over the egoic layer. Third, the political layer. Fourth, the financial dimension. Fifth, the economic aspect. Sixth, the educational dimension. Here's where the order, this may or may not change. Right now, I have the seventh as the cultural dimension of Ripple 2020. The eighth being health and well-being. The ninth, the artistic dimension. And finally, the spiritual dimension. Okay. And also, as a general reminder, taking us back to episode 13 and even the first 12 episodes when I was talking about Ripple 2020, I've also likened it to this, utilizing this metaphor that can often, I think, more easily be understood by a lot of people, is referencing the journey, the more mainstream journey of higher education and going into undergraduate, then you go to graduate school, and for those that keep going with their education, You've got your more specified degrees like becoming a lawyer, becoming a doctor, and then you've got your your more general highest degree if you don't become a lawyer or a doctor, which is a PhD. And I have said that for the past eight years, I have been putting myself through my own PhD program, and ultimately I was putting myself through a program of understanding in unprecedented ways the only thing over which I have any semblance of control, and that is myself and my own energy and going within myself and understanding myself and peeling back the layers and going deep and facing the dark and letting in the light and doing this work and then studying how my energy then interacts with all the energies outside myself people, places, things, events. This has been my PhD project in my own energy. And when you have and pursue a PhD, one of the things that you have to do, the capstone is your dissertation. This is, in that metaphor, Ripple 2020 represents my PhD, my unique PhD program of me. This is my dissertation. This is the presentation of my dissertation. 
And in this case, it's not intended to be something written up and put into some binder to be in some library where maybe students down the line read it. This is an active dissertation. This is something that is intended to be able to be practically applied to the world right now. Okay, so let's go into the surface layer. And as I talk about it, these are the two note cards. Remember, these note cards were done not with tremendous overthinking and planning and, you know, superior logic and reasoning. They were arguably coming from my higher self, my intuition, when I wrote down these phrases. And then weeks later, when I identified two cards, the best cards, if you will, the most appropriate two cards for each of the 10 dimensions that I just went through and introduced, reintroduced, if you've been listening. So the two cards here, The energy of these two cards is what I will attempt to speak to with words for the remainder of this episode. The first, as we talk about the surface layer, the simplest oversimplification of the whole project, the simplest way, if you had to just boil it down, these are the cards. Love or fear. That's one card. Love or fear. The second card. Focus, perspective, and attitude. Focus, perspective, and attitude. And also keeping in mind here, little mini side note, the name of the podcast, Best Damn Reality. Because we've got intersecting projects here, right? The podcast is one arm of my work. One mode through which I'm trying to bring voice to a greater spiritual vision. Ripple 2020 is the action part of the words. The podcast are the words. Ripple 2020 is the action portion. But obviously they're coming together and meeting here, at least for these next 10 episodes, in a very specific way. And... These are the, I just lost my train of thought. Give me a second. Let me breathe here. Love or fear, focus, perspective, attitude, best damn reality. The overall goal is to be a voice to help myself, first and foremost, to create my own personal best reality. And then by extension, to help us collectively create, co-create the best reality we can for as many people as possible across the globe. Okay? So Best Damn Reality is the name of the podcast. Ripple 2020, they have the same sort of, they've got the same intention at the highest level, at the simplest level. And I've said before, to what we give our focus and attention to, That feeds. That's where reality begins. And if you're going to look at an oversimplification of categories of energy, if you're going to oversimplify it and just see it in the sort of dualistic polarity that dominates, that energy dominates our world. So let's go ahead and meet that energy of polarity and duality. Not that I believe that that's the greater reality because it isn't, 
But let's acknowledge that everything has become polarized. Everything is only this or that. All right. So if we're going to meet the world where it's at and identify the this or that that you get to choose here, it's quite simple. You're going to choose to be part of a continued reality that has been founded on and continues to be controlled by fear. Or you're going to learn how to grow and expand and trust and be an active participant, being accountable and responsible as somebody that is creating, helping to create the reality of which you're a part And to do so and to understand that you can do so by love. And when we steer away from the fear aspects, which in part of that is giving our power away to these entities, to these humans, to these systems outside of ourselves. That's the fear model that's collapsing. But again, there are plenty of people that are still choosing to believe the energies, and it's mostly because of conditioning, I would argue, of the fear-based world. But it's not hard to see what's fear-based and what's love-based. Certainly not once you start doing the work of diving in and becoming the love that we all are. It becomes unbelievably clear the delineation between love and fear. I'll even use my own example today in doing this recording. I know for a fact that I had all sorts of layers of fear when I first went to start this series way back on October 11th with episode 13.1. That was supposed to be episode 14, and that was supposed to be the episode where I dove in and presented this very big project. And I know for a fact that it was fear that stopped me. It was self-doubt. It was all sorts of layers of it that... I don't really need to go into in depth because I know what fear feels like. I know quite simply that that's what was guiding the digression. So rather than dive into it, I just kind of let the energy go where it was going to go and let myself by virtue of avoidance, because that's really what it was, by virtue of avoidance, let's go down the fear path and see how long you need to go flirt with the energies of being afraid and holding yourself back. And it is now time to return and just conquer the fear. Because I know that I don't ever have anything to be afraid of. Truly, that's the ultimate truth. There's nothing to be afraid of. So dive in. You don't need to fully understand it. You let yourself go there and avoid and hold yourself back now for three months. Arguably, you've been holding yourself back for many years. So let's go. Let's dive in. Let's conquer it. Let's follow the love that you know, Allison, is guiding this and guiding you. You know that. You've proven it to yourself time and time and time again over the past decade. But it is a continual, unending journey, this spiritual one. You continually have to choose love. You continually have to surrender to the unknown to that which is greater than us, that we'll never fully comprehend in our human vessels. We're not intended to. We're intended to let God lead, if you will. But we still have to make the choices in our human form. 
And all we can do is try to practice and practice and practice and build these pathways of choosing love instead of fear. And the more you do it, it becomes very clear. The mainstream narrative of our times right now on January 3rd is dominated by fear. That's, I I don't know how anybody can debate that. It's dominated by fear. Fear of death. Fear of the virus. Fear, 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 fear. Fear of going outside. Fear your neighbors. And those that are following that narrative have become incredibly ugly. All the energy associated with that that I've experienced, 100% not love. Not love. And again, everybody's got to make their choice. Everybody's journey is their own. It's not for me to judge anyone else's choices or journey, journeys, but you sure as hell don't have a right to dictate mine. And right now, I will continue to be a voice of standing up for my own journey. I've worked too hard, and we'll get to that with the egoic layer. Allison has worked too hard over these past eight years through all sorts of those layers and judgments and of the outside world, trying to tell her what she can't do. There's no way that I am giving up on following what I know to be love. Certainly not giving it up for a continuation of a mass reality based in fear. And it's, you just have to keep choosing it. But you got to keep, you got to work to identify and you got to be able to be real and face the fears because the power of delusion is very, very powerful. And we have been conditioned. The conditioning and the habits are very ingrained and deep and go and dissipate through every, have been dissipated through every part of all of those systems that I identified. So breaking those patterns, having the awareness, facing those fears and not avoiding, boy, that's a journey. It's a journey and there is no set amount of time and there is no set way for people to travel that journey. It's wholly individual. But I know now very clearly the energy of fear and the energy of love. And it's funny because I could feel the fear within me as I started this recording a half hour ago. And I can feel how that has, you know, how that, I just realized I used the word dissipate when I meant distributed just a few seconds ago. I was just saying that it's dissipated. It's lessened. My feelings of fear have lessened as I've just let myself have the courage to dive into this recording. Okay, so Ripple 2020, if it's not clear yet, is choosing love. It's choosing a love-based world. Now, how do we create, co-create a love-based world and make that our new mass physical reality? It begins with our focus, our perspective, and our attitude. If I had had to identify the three biggest components of energy at the most general level on the surface of what this project is about, it is helping to guide people's focus 
from a very different perspective with an extremely positive love-based attitude. There are infinite perspectives of anything, of anyone. And in our planet with almost 8 billion humans, there are 8 billion different perspectives you can take. Now, this week on the surface here, we're trying to bring it to the highest level. Okay, so the focus is love. The perspective is oneness, is allowing your imagination to actually believe we are all on the same team. There are no us versus thems anymore. This isn't about red and blue. We're all on the same team. The perspective of oneness is what's guiding Ripple 2020. And an attitude, uh, there's many specific attitudes that can be taken. An attitude of love, an attitude of respect, an attitude of trust, an attitude of hope. These are all, these energies matter. And how you put these energies into action every single day with your thoughts, with your words, and then with your physical actions is how reality comes together to be created in mass. Ripple, if you remember, has a goal of raising $4 million. $4 million by $1 increments, which means... One dollar from four million different individuals. It's intended to be from across the globe, not just Americans, not just four million Americans, four million global citizens that are able to see, even from just that belief of a dollar, I'm not asking you to invest your life savings. I'm not asking for a limb. I'm not asking for your firstborn. I'm asking. Can you give and take a chance on this idea and agree to be a co-creator of this idea at just a dollar level? A dollar. So less than a McDonald's cup of coffee. A dollar to buy in to see what this experiment of energy that is Ripple, to see what we can do together. That $4 million is going to come in, because this is how I have to do it, as income to my little company of me. And the only very minimal expenses, but the one area that represents the greatest expense, is taxes. I have to allocate money to pay taxes on that $4 million. Okay? And in consulting my CPA father, roughly the taxes are going to leave us with probably $2.3 million to be distributed. Taxes are going to represent approximately $1.7 million. Now, I also take pause because that could also be spread between two calendar years. We just entered 2021, Okay. I pay taxes and I pay my business taxes as part of my personal return. So that's done on a calendar year basis. The dream 
is to raise this $4 million in its entirety in this calendar year, which means then that the taxes will be taken out in that calendar year. But in the likelihood or in the, in the event that let's say only half of it is raised in 2021, well, then that expense is then split between the two years or whatever it takes to raise the $4 million. Beyond that, the expenses are bare minimum. It's basically all third-party expenses. PayPal takes a cut. PayPal will be one of the means by which people can contribute a dollar. I haven't decided yet, but I possibly will use my Patreon account that's in the process of being created as also a means. But all of these, all of these things take their cut. GoFundMe, Patreon, PayPal, they all take their cut. The most direct way, the way that I've dreamed, is for people to actually mail in a single dollar bill. Because then 100% of that is going to the project. This project will be transparent. As the money is raised, you will be updated. Either on a weekly, again, a lot of the specifics is to be determined. If it comes in really quickly, I might only, this is only me. I don't have a staff. (laughs) This is just me. But my company will be the holding house of this money. And it's utilizing and mimicking and has been inspired by other platforms and programs. Kickstarter was one of the first sort of small crowd, small fund crowd, you know, uh, fundraising through small funds, through crowd fundraising that I was introduced to uh, back in 2012 when I was in Seattle by this guy I was dating for a short period of time. He introduced me to Kickstarter and I knew that Kickstarter, they did not, when you raised, you pitched a project, you showed what you were looking to raise and you had a set time frame to raise that money and nobody like was charged the money that they donated unless all of the money was raised. I am taking that aspect of Kickstarter and a applying it to Ripple 2020. The money will not be distributed until all $4 million is raised. But I will be accountable and will, on a at least a monthly basis, likely a weekly basis, report back how much has been raised thus far. In fact, I can tell you at this moment, $2. $2 I have in my possession that have been specifically donated to Ripple 2020. Long way to go to 4 million, but there's my first update, $2. And that is the dream, to have it submitted by dollars as opposed to these in-between places that take money. But that is part of the expenses. So that too will be recorded. Taxes and then the cut that any of these middle people platforms, and they're not people, they're platforms. Anything that these middle platforms take as their cut will also be an expense that comes from the $4 million. And finally, and this one was sort of hard for me over the years to decide upon. This one was a challenge, but it took me, it took me learning the lesson I did eight years ago when I, when I was basically the other expense is four thousandths of that amount after it's raised, after the $4 million is raised, $16,000, which is four thousandths of 
4 million is going to go to me as payment because part of what this example is, and I will get to this more when we touch into the economic, the financial and economic aspects of the higher vision for Ripple 2020 is to help provide people these new unique means of being able to earn a living where they're not working for somebody else. At least have the option to be able to better support themselves, but they do it through service to others in a clear way. I do not earn this money until, unless and until all $4 million is raised. And to me, that feels pretty fair that I'm taking a relatively extremely small percentage of that overall amount. I'm going to be the conduit and I am going to spread to others. The $2.3 million remaining will be distributed to other entrepreneurs. You know, this is what this is going to be co-created. The beneficiary list has changed over the years. I have had iterations and iterations of beneficiary lists. And I will begin introducing the beneficiaries on the website dedicated to this project. And all of this, like I said, this is, it was going to be impossible to further, you know, to completely explain all the layers of this in one episode. It's why I'm giving myself the 10 episodes, but this contributes directly to the massive layers of fear that I had, because one of the things that makes me the most uncomfortable is judgment, judgment from others. I don't like to be judged. I don't like to be criticized. I don't think anybody does. And I don't like to be, I don't like it when people perceive something to be and they have a right to perceive it in any way that they are. But if it's not the truth, right? In this case, I'm opening myself up for all sorts of criticism. I'm opening myself up for people to accuse me of who does she think she is paying herself something? Then it's not truly altruistic. How do we know that she's going to use the money in this way? How do we know she's not just going to give it to a bunch of her friends? Like all you're just, when somebody, when I'm opening myself up in this way, by virtue of doing this, I'm opening myself up for an incredible amount of judgment, criticism, misinterpretation, misunderstanding. And that is perhaps the biggest reason I was fearful of presenting it and jumping in and just starting. I'm not intending to continue to defend and explain. I have to keep living it. And that's also one of the reasons why it's only a dollar. I'm asking for a buck. I'm not, this isn't some, you know, pyramid scheme where I'm going to run away with your life investment, you know, with the investments of, of your entire 30 years It's a dollar. If you can't take a risk of a dollar, then move on. And that's fine. This is a dollar. And that is one of the reasons it was so low. The other reason that I chose it to be so low is because this is intended to kind of serve as a hypothetical you know, it's a hypothesis. It's a, it's a, my little take on how we could meet the world where it's at, but try to shift things up in how we move resources, how we support one another, how we do business, how we, it's just, this is my unique idea of how to do that in a different way that I perceive will have a much further ripple effect in a thriving possible way for multiple people. 
than utilizing the current systems in the current ways. But I got to work within the systems that are in existence. So I'm working within, we still have money. We still have to exchange money. I personally can absolutely positively imagine a world with nothing, with this, this thing called money not existing and simply going back and forth with our energy. I absolutely can imagine that. I can't wait for that world. But we're not there yet. And likely we will not be there in this lifetime of mine. So in the meantime, I have to work within the dollar model. And that is the lesson I had to learn. When I first launched this eight years ago, I paid it forward about $50,000. $50,000 I paid forward with, and I have not, do not have a regret. And I will delve into this as well over these next 10 weeks. I paid that forward when I didn't have, it was, I funded all of this eight years ago, the launching of my company, the launching of my vision. I knew from moment one of my company, I needed to be representing truly from the foundation, a very different way of doing business. And I established that in this way, instead of asking for investment from others, I paid it forward to people in my life at that time for very specific reasons. And I will not reveal their identities because none of them are currently in my life at present. As you can imagine, that was a pretty wild thing to do. Everybody in my world thought I was crazy. And I swear to spirit, never, not a single day, have I regretted that choice and how I did it, why I did it, and what was guiding me. Not a single moment. Because that action, very big action, very real leap of faith, definitely set the tone and put me on a path of learning some very big lessons that my personality had to learn if I was ever going to be able to fulfill the role that I believe my soul came here to play on the one big giant human team. And one of my gifts is as a mover of energy, I have a tremendous amount of energy and I move and I enjoy moving energy and money is just energy. I knew from a very young age that part of my mission was to be a conduit of money, but I had to learn some really big lessons. And one of those was first, Allison, you can't give away what you don't have. I did it in the only way that I perceived myself to be able to do it without watering down my vision. There was no way in hell I was going to walk into a bank or I was going to be able to walk into anybody in my life and ask for an investment to invest in this vision. One, I couldn't even put it to words. I still can't put it just to words. Two, if I did put it to words, it was going to be incredibly watered down. The only way I could leap into manifesting what I saw so clearly in my mind and heart was to be able to be my own funder of it. And the only thing I had at my disposal to do that was my credit, exceptional credit I had at that point. 
and I financed my dream through 0% credit with multiple cards and I staggered it and I had a plan and I very much knew exactly what I was doing and what I was risking on that high level. What I underestimated was how ingrained the topic of money, how limited, how like just what like I totally thought that I was going to be able to generate more from my own network than I was able to do in that time frame. And again, that is all part of the massive list of lessons that I had to learn. And I was only going to learn those lessons by following my, my calling, which is not a small calling. It's not a small calling. So when I gave that money away, I then established where it cannot be argued. I knew what was guiding me and you are never, no one's going to be able to look at that and say that she wasn't establishing her business as truly something different from day one. But I've learned and that is why now with Ripple, one, I'm not going to take on all those expenses, the expenses of the tax. No, I'm not going to pay the taxes. I'm not going to pay the middle person fee. I'm going to be open honest, transparent, and direct about what the money, what I'm asking for, what we're aiming for, and where those funds are going. This is 100% transparent. And the other big lesson I learned was, I'm not doing it for free. You better believe I'm here to serve in this personality. But like I alluded to with the money, while I can absolutely, I mean, it goes hand in hand with being able to imagine a world without money, I can imagine a world where I'm not compensated by money. Arguably, in my experience, this is very common for women who have huge hearts and who are wired to serve and nurture. They give themselves away and their energy away for nothing all the time. It's one of the reasons I didn't have a big bank account. It's because I've never been motivated or inspired or guided by money. And on some level, I've always known that it wasn't necessary from these higher perspectives. I am here to serve, but I know that I can't serve anybody. I can't be all that I'm intended to be if I'm not taking care of myself. And I feel like (laughs) $16,000 is a remarkably small amount to take for being willing and open and able to put myself out there with a formulated project and to provide the means by which I can raise that money and distribute it. If I end up being the conduit of $4 million and putting back out into the world to others, 2.3 million of it, yes, I feel 100% okay saying I'll take 16000 because $16,000 buys me about six months of living, bare minimum living, but I'll take it and then I will proceed right on to the next project because this is one of dozens of ideas, dozens and dozens of ideas. But this one is the one that's got to be laid out first. So in summary, surface layer of Ripple 2020, $4 million to be raised by unique, 4 million unique world citizens from across the world, $1 buy-in. The dream is for people to contribute a dollar directly and not through the third person at, you know, platforms of PayPal, Patreon, GoFundMe. Although being realistic, the vast majority of the money will probably re- be raised there. 
But I can tell you this, if people mail in dollars, more than 2.3 million then will be distributed back out into my network. As we proceed, you will be introduced to the list of beneficiaries. I'm not sure if I might reference a couple of them in these next 10 episodes, but the goal is to also simultaneously begin to roll out the website that I have dedicated to this project. We've got the domain saved, but that's about it right now. I'm working with my webmaster and the, 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 thought, the imagined dream of it right now is over these next 10 weeks, as you tune in, as you listen to area by area of the project, dimension by dimension, you are then able to go to the website and you will see, you will, I will lay out how much money is raised each week and what beneficiaries I'll announce a beneficiary every single week. I already know of at least a handful right now, but I don't want to open that door quite yet. $4 $4 million. The only expenses are taxes, third person or third a platform, middle people to make, to raise the money and the $16,000 that I will be paid only if, only when and if all 4 million is raised. And then when all 4 million is raised, immediately everything that isn't one of those aforementioned expenses is going to get distributed to a decided upon list of beneficiaries that you're going to see unveiled week by week. That's, that's it on the surface level. And it is intended to be my little two cents of right now in the moment, meeting the world where it is, meeting the fear-based mass world where it is with the intention of transmuting that fear and stepping us into an example, just one Example, through one little person of me, an example of how we can, using love as our foundation, focusing on that love, focusing on trust, taking the attitude and the perspective of oneness, love, trust, and putting a dollar where your, you know, putting your money where your mouth is and giving a dollar to co-create and be part of, because this does not work. Yes, it's an idea that comes from me, but it's not Allison's idea. This is just Allison's the conduit. This is coming through Allison's unique personality, Allison's unique brain and heart, but it's inspired and it is the oneness coming through the filter of one personality as a means by which to guide humanity to a different version of reality. That's all I've got for this week as the surface level of Ripple 2020. And next week, we'll go a little bit more into the egoic level. Thank you. Talk next week.